to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in and listening. No matter what you're doing, most guys will do it while they are detailing cars. Uh, it's a great way to work, great way to gain info while working. And so just want to say thank you so much as always for tuning in and thank you for all the DMs for how you guys communicate. So super fun to see what people get out of the different podcasts. Hey, today, uh, this podcast episode was recorded live at a detail training school that we have here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've done it a couple times, and a super fun experience. Trey Duvall, who's a young uh, 22-year-old detailer uh, that works with us part-time, he comes along, and uh, so you'll hear him intermix inside uh, the uh, podcast Trey will also be at SEMA so for the young cats that uh, want to connect with another young dude um, Trey will be there he'll be at the free pint night that we are hosting at the Gordon Beers Brewery so anybody that has hangover cures we're going to need them because you get two hours of free beer 8 to 10 o'clock and then yeah like wherever we're going to really stop at 10 so you know how that goes going to need some hangover medicine and, um, you know what? I think I am going to go ahead and do Wednesday morning hash hash a go go, or is it hash house? I think it's hash house. They have an incredible Bloody Mary. Ah, it's amazing. So I might go ahead and put that on my menu for Wednesday morning before I roll over to the SEMA show. That sounds like amazing. They had the chicken and waffles that hash 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 house whatever it is a go-go those chicken and waffles literally are an experience all in themselves let alone the bloody mary so i think i'm gonna do that for wednesday morning because a pint night is tuesday night so if you want to come have a drink with trey learn more about him hang out with him or manny who's also on this episode who's been on an episode before, Manny will be there. So if you old fuckers like me want to come see an OG, like this dude is straight OG. If you heard that episode where he was saying that like back in the 80s and early 90s, the way they detailed, um, that that was a, wait, you did what? You put transmission fluid on tires? Like, huh? Like, like, yeah, we didn't have anything else. So uh, Manny will be there. Um, It's interesting as he moved through his career, now he's teaching young guys how to detail. And no, he's not using transmission fluid anymore. Legit tire shine. Can you believe it? Anyway, hopefully you enjoy this podcast. I did. It was a great time there at the school. It'll kind of go in and out at first as far as, uh, you know, as we're trying to get, all get situated, uh, but then uh, we'll jump right into some great content. All right. Hope you guys are making a great day. Well, cool. You like to wash cars? Is that your favorite part? Well, the whole thing of it. I mean, I was always kind of very meticulous about cleaning the interior before I started this class. Easier, and I was always afraid to wash the car because I didn't know how to wash the paint. Because you know, as a girl, everybody says, "Oh, don't, don't, you can't wash the car." You'll you knew you it. could clean the inside. You were concerned, like, how do you wash the car? That's interesting. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know how, and I'm still nervous about washing the engine because I don't really know what's going on over there. Yeah, you should be. I don't yeah, yeah. So. You definitely. I mean, the engines you can't. Yeah. You should be concerned. There's actually a lot like dealerships will do engines because they got somebody there to fix them if they need like. But there's a lot of private shops 
that don't touch engines. Yeah, but because and there's a few of them that you need to be afraid of. Like yeah. The Ford, any like Ford from from '97 to about 2006. You know, they they got the you know the the, the five fours and the four sixes. And the spark plug well is about that deep, and that water gets in there. It can't get out. And it causes a bad mess, and it, it, it blow out a coil. So that's. <clears throat> I never did engines as a mobile detailer, and then when we opened up the car wash, people would come ask, and a couple of the guys we hired had worked at dealerships and worked at places that did engines, so they were like, "We can do it." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, well, let's start doing it." Yeah. Until there was that one guy, yeah. that yeah. one customer that had that old like. You know, fifteen-year-old vehicle with two hundred thousand miles on it that yeah. complained that it was shaky afterwards. I was like, "No, man, we no, like, absolutely not." You know, this car is barely even running. Like, no, we're not doing anything for this car. But it was that's when I said, "Okay, I'm done." Like, yeah. well, there's no, there was just no written. The amount of people that look to get their engines cleaned are very few and far between, but there are some. I mean, I'm pretty particular. When I take my car to the shop, I want it to be as I can yeah. because I want to treat my car with respect when it's in there. I don't, I don't, and the last time I had my car in the shop, it was pretty tidy on the inside and fairly clean on the outside. And I got back and got in there and they left the paper or they put their feet or whatever in the car and the seat was all the way down and all the way back and about broke my neck getting in the car. And there's like these grimy paw prints right in the middle of my there just over the steering wheel. I'm like, what happened to the animals in my car? So, I mean, it's now I'm even more particular. It's just, I don't know. But it's interesting you're drooped to the inside first and then curious on how to wash the outside. That's interesting. Well, I mean, my, my grandparents had a car when I was a kid, and so we were not really allowed to touch oh. the cars because we might scratch them or something. Yeah. You know? So, it's kind of like, you know, I'm going to learn how to do this, and then nobody's going to tell me that I can. So, you know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, one of the questions I wanted to ask, and that's, that's really interesting that, that you brought that up, is sort of like why why is it that you guys are, which Trey already kind of asked, why is it you're here? But then I kind of want to know, like, why are you wanting to be in the industry, right? You're you're different in a sense of, you know, you're here to... Not doing what says <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I concur. Do you concur? Um, but, right, dealership, working at uh, On Point, um, at a Mexican restaurant, wanting to get into it. But why? Like, what is it about detailing or cleaning cars that you want to do as your career? What is it that you love about it so much that you want to do it? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's just it's a no thought process. Everybody got to think about it to do it. You know, I came from a car audio shop where you had to stay up with everything with all of the new stuff coming out. And, you know, 15 years of that, you know, and I started out uh, back in 93. I already remember body shops. Body shops, the, the cars that they painted. You know, I went to the Thomas Cadillac and worked there for a few years, you know, in the wash, wash area, you know, painting cars. So I just, I worked at a few dealerships and then I got away from it. And, uh, I just, I've always cleaned cars on the side and I've had, I got about several cars myself. 
so. Okay, cool. I just wanted to give you. You just, time. you've been in it your whole life, basically. Like, that's why. It's just, that's. I've been around cars. Yeah, been around cars. The whole time. Yeah. So. That's cool. I'm replacing Orlando. He's moving. Okay. Yeah. Planet or? <laughs> <laughs> He's moving to Puerto Rico. When's that? Uh, like next week. So I guess we better go by and say hi and bye. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So he pretty much told me, he was like, I want you to be me. And the only person I know that can teach you stuff is me. The only one in town. Nice. So he's like, a man will teach you to be me and to be better than me. So, because every day when I walked in the shop, I would see his name up on the wall. Yeah, but I mean, and so, I like, but what makes, we would want to talk about that. I mean, but what, what makes never, you want to be in the industry is where I'm like. Well, I was on the mechanic side of the shop in Orlando with him leaving, wants me to be on both sides of the shop. That's right. I have never touched a car up until the first class, which was on the 11th. Never detailed a car or washed a car. I always took it to places and had them do it. So Orlando was like, I'm gonna keep my business going. I trust you to do it. I need you to be me. And the only two people that can teach me that is Manning and him. Yeah. You're about to be really OCD after this class, especially about certain areas in the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. it was like, it's. Almost, it's like it's a it's a blessing and a sin all at the same time. Yeah. It's like you used to, you know I used to go through walk through car shows. Like man, those cars are awesome. Those cars are awesome. Now I walked in like man, that car is really awesome. I was like, but that car right there. Bro, wait till SEMA, man. Because that's oh what we talked God. about. Like the cars at SEMA are incredible until you actually get up on them and look at them. And no, I take that back. He's leaving after SEMA. He's leaving after SEMA. Yeah. Smart guy. Smart yeah. guy. He should leave after SEMA. So, um, no, we, did, we did that. We went to IFO. The, oh, yeah. That's saw. why I don't go. And like, yeah. we walked by and we were like, he was like, so what do you see in that car? Yeah. I was like, the wiping down process is, I don't like it. And the buffing process, it just looks like crap. And he's like... So you kind of have an eye. So you got an stuff. eye, yeah, that's good. I have an eye for it, but I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, he could throw a car at me and be like, "Hey, see what you can do," and then I'll tinker with you a little bit. But you really want to get tinkered with? Go see me. Yeah, nice. I was like, okay, well, what's it gonna cost me? He was like, three hundred bucks, and that man will teach you everything you need to know. He was like, he's a mad scientist when it comes to cleaning cars. So I was like, well, okay. I'm going to learn from the best. So if he's the best, let's do it. Cool. So restaurant to car detailing, why? That's pretty much for fun. It's fun. Or do you think of it as maybe doing it as a profession? If you uh, get good enough? Like a, a side job. A side job? You like the restaurant. Uh, I've got another option. You're, you're just looking for a, a, another route to be taken yeah. instead of getting stuff. Well, once you get serious, see, I went from food, I was a sous chef, so I went from food to automotive. So I, I know what you're talking about. So, I, I mean, I, I started flipping burgers and then 
doing things at Outback, and then I moved to, I became a sous chef at the, uh, what was the other one? What was the one at the farm? Yeah, really. It's too young for all that. At that place. I was from a checkered floor with the gangster Daffy Duck smoking two cigars. Yeah, the Slow Duck Saloon. And, you know, and then these guys pull up. You worked at Slow Duck? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I used to go, yeah. Right. yeah. Have you been into NOLA? Uh uh-uh. NOLA is now a Cajun place at where Slow Duck used to be. Really? Yeah. Down on Cherry Street? Yeah. 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 You've been in? It, it went There's, from Slow okay. Duck to the Gray Snail, and then it went to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Slow Duck. But the Slow, slow duck, duck, so when, and yeah. so when I had downtime while people were drinking, I would go out and the people would come, these guys would come from the Blue Rose Cafe down the road mm-hmm. and park their hogs, their Harleys right in front. And I just, it was bugging me. I'm like, you know, and then so the, the co-owner had a pearl white one and then next thing you know, I'm doing double duty and then I'm, the tail is wagging a dog. So I went with this one over here. So, and it just kind of, it's, it's very easy to let detailing consume a lot of your time. Uh, especially when, when people get word out about you and that's, it's, it's social media is a big, it, it gets you, it gets your name out there really well, but word of mouth gets you somebody walking up to you like, I want you to do my stuff. Or you like clean my car. All right, but so why did you get into detailing? Um, well, First of all, I guess introduce yourself formally. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who are you? What have you been doing? Uh, and then give us your background story. All right. Uh, I'm Trey DeWall. Um, I'm, I'm Manny's son. Uh, grew up around cars my whole life. Um, I always saw, I, I was always more interested in going fast, like fast cars, and like, yeah, they look good. And Did that come from you? Because you're, they're all that way. Well, yeah. well I was. I, we were at the racetrack when I was in my mom's belly. Yeah, that we were. So you were always. And when they were, when they were at, they were, they were at illegal drag races. Uh-huh. They were at some crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, they were. <laughs> every okay. function, they were. They were there. Okay. If it was a, if it was some type of car or sneaking into the racetrack, eating uh, Coney Island in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It, any type of a car function, it was there, and uh, and I uh, guess. I'm ashamed. I, I did some silly things with my kids in the car because of that adrenaline rush, you know. And never did anything too wild. You said yeah, you yeah, had a little good time. Yeah, you know, that's one of those deals where we were trying to buy a race car and we strapped them in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, didn't, and I just, I just, I assumed that this guy, you know, I got two young kids back here that he wouldn't do what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on a bag of belts that says anything. Well, and I was about to say, if, if you're saying strap them in, and this would have been in what, like the, the 90s? No, it was 2000. 2000. Uh, oh, so they at least had something. I mean, strap them in back, well, back it, when I was a kid. This was a race car, <laughs> and they took all the seats out, and they were just a fiberglass shelf back there. Uh, a roll cage. This guy blew belts off his motor so many times. They, this car should have been on the sitting on bag of belts in the back seat. Yeah, this car should have been on the street. And, and I was like, well, I was inquiring about the car. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm trying to talk about the car. I'll show you what the car I do. I thought, this, I thought we would go down the street on Brookside and turn and come back. <laughs> <laughs> he went after it, did he? 
Wheels come off the ground. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making this up. Wheels come there. And these guys hanging up like this, like best ride of my life. <laughs> they just hanging on. I'm, I'm looking back and I'm trying, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fast, man. This, oh, I got I can't I got these kids back here. It's oh they be all right. I got a road cage. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then he, he nails it again and the belts come off and he's like, and he's got like pantyhose and he, we limp it back and he stabs it again and and, and, you know, their mom was like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got cut off. Absolutely so, not. So it was the early rides and being at tracks, like, you just naturally went into cars. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't really until, uh, I'll say, my brother started. We were always around cars. Cody started kind of cleaning. Uh, he, my brother worked at a few places and started meeting some hiring clients. And they're like, hey, we see you keep your car clean. Like, you want to clean mine? And that kind of started from there. And then I was always around. I would help him out here and there. He started Pure One, which me and my brother run Pure One Mobile Detailing. I also work alongside with Marty here at Total Auto Solutions. Uh, but he started that back when I, was like right before I graduated high school and got into college. He already had some set up deals uh, at local car dealerships. And we'd go through and just bust out just basic washes. You know, just basic clean them, get them out. Uh, and then after I was I was in college for about two years, and I was like, I don't really know what I want to do, so I left, came here to Tulsa, uh, got a job working at, uh, at a warehouse, somewhere like Marty's, uh, and then got disrespected, and then. Well, you were at detail. I mean, just say like you were yeah. at detail supply warehouse. That was detail your first supply. They did, they disrespect me. They said I couldn't. That's before well, was the old owner. Yeah, not the new yeah. So um, they said fine. I couldn't be a salesman and a detailer, and I told them, I said, watch me. And so came here to this class, and I did both, and kind of threw it in their face, and then ever since then, I've just been, me and my brother's been going up since then. I've, I've been around Marty and DJ, and also my father, and I just learned, I've got, I got, I got kind of thrown into the, the fire. There was no really, like, kind of sitting around that I got thrown into it, and, uh, so the class I met you over here, that was the first time you'd really started detailing? The first time I ever picked up, well, picked up a rotary way back when, which I probably shouldn't have, but my dad was able there to fix it. Uh, but other than that, the first buffer I picked up was uh, the Max at one of your workshops. The Polish, yeah. Um, and it was you and DJ sitting there, and my dad. My dad but I, did, I thought that was after this class. No. That was before? That was, uh, that was oh, when okay. I was still uh, working at... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I uh, went to a dealership for a little while. I got in between there. I went to a dealership for a little while um, after I took the class. Got to the class, got certified. I was like, need to get detailed. Well, that's right. Was it Glover? Yes, Jim Glover. Uh, got tired of doing, they kept on handing me really, really bad cars. And it was like, uh, I just didn't, I was like, I'm kind of tired of this. Like, I was like, kind of kept on pushing my brother, like, you know, let me, let me come, let me come play with you. Let me come play with the big dogs. And, uh, I just just been learning so much and kind of keeping up. Another thing with detailing is keeping up with uh, everything that's kind of coming out, but also knowing what works. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's interesting because you mentioned that the the audio side it was it was always something new. And what you like about detailing is it's a little bit more low key and not everything new. Like the theory and the the practice of detailing. It's the same no matter 10 years ago or, you know, in 10 years. That's, that's, you know, that's what changes, but the, you know, the theory is still the same. Yeah. 
it's interesting as you Sorry, talk to finish. you talk to guys um, that were detailing back in the day, and it's interesting you you could talk to this one guy who's here locally, and he did a lot of work down on Eleventh Street, and they would use transmission fluid as tire shine. Um, <laughs> Uh, very interesting how, like, but I'm sure the same way he applied it was the same way that you would apply it. That, like, the theory, like, the practice of it is, it's a pretty universal. You're going to go about it similar, but, but there are so many new things that have come out on the market, which is, is really kind of involving our industry. Um, the technology that's changing a lot of things the way we do is, fi- you know, We've used the example, and I'll use it forever. I think it's, you know, for coatings, why would you use a coating versus a wax? Well, who still has a flip phone versus a, you know, a smartphone, an iPhone 8, or a, a, you know, or a Samsung, whatever. Like, you don't still use the same technology from other industries. Why use the same technology in our industry when there's a lot new newer things? So... Um, I, that, that's interesting, like that, they, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, that's, that was definitely something I did want to uh, attack was, you know, that. And that's another thing with all But you're products, completely right. Like, yeah. you still brush a car the same way. Like, still you still it. spray degreaser on a wheel. Like, still got the theory of it all is still it. very similar. But I got to add to I got. I, let, me, let me add something real quick. Um, if I was a lone wolf, we wouldn't be talking right now. So I'm only as good as the guys I associate with myself with. So if I, so you, you, in order to, to do something like this, you have to be associated and vibe. And he has a saying, and that saying is. It was not necessarily my saying, but well, we adopted it into the community of detailers right. that we call detailers of Oklahoma. It's just as the tide rises, so do all ships. We all rise. So, it, 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 when, when this class first started, nobody wanted to tell their little perks and secrets. My business, I don't want anybody getting my business. Nobody, it was only a handful of halfway decent detailers at the time. Nobody wanted to tell their secrets and tr- tricks and stuff like that. But you're, you're only as good as the people you associate yourself with. So, it, it, it might not be you, it might want to stick to it, but it's, it's, it evolves so quickly. That's why we, we go to these, these meetings in SEMA and, you know, and uh, uh, what is the one in Florida? Mobile Tech. Mobile Tech. You know, it's, it's, I learned some things at that show that I didn't learn at SEMA. Because SEMA will, SEMA's a, a, this big, huge animal that will chew you up and consume you. And as mobile tech, you got a little more one-on-one, and it's not so intimidating because it's just, just it's so vast and big. But then you, you ask yourself, and you're going to see, and so as CMIT, as, as the detail floor evolved, you notice the more and more boosts at the CMIT shows, it got just, you know, and you ask yourself, how, how, do, you, how do you know if one is good? How do you know what product, you know? So there's times you have to play dumb. You have to play dumb and look and try and look at it and ask questions, you know? Because now everybody's got their own color. 
everybody does their own coding. But if you listen, you ask them certain questions, and you try it, you know, uh, uh, like uh, uh, Gion, what, what is that? Gion. Gion, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Whatever, that, that stuff. So um, they claimed they had a really, really nice coding, and then uh, it was something to do with degrees. In. I don't, I, I just made degrees. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I walked away. Oh, because you couldn't put degrees on it? Yeah, you could put degrees on it. So, and that's. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Last year, they like, do not. That doesn't make sense. If you want to erase this, just spread the degrees and it, it takes off right away. Like, <laughs> oh, I walked away. We had nothing to talk about. Yeah. So, that's another thing in this class is that one thing, as soon as I, one thing I was very confident with when I walked out of this class is like, I knew, um, I knew products because this, this, this class, one thing I liked a lot is that it opened me up to all the different products and you start, you have to listen to people talk to you, you have to listen, you know, it's like, all right, they're telling you this and like certain, like there's, there's slight catches in certain things and in, in certain people's products and you, you learn to, you, know, you learn to see that because uh, like, yeah, like, you know, there's always new products always coming out um, and one thing I liked. I mentioned DJ, but DJ, uh, DJ Patterson, he's uh, Eco Green, um, you know, and along with Marty also, uh, they came up with Green Clean. It's a waterless wash. You don't, you don't need to bring a power washer with you. You bring a bottle, some microfibers, and then your vacuum cleaner, your interior cleaner to do your inside. Um, and that's all you need. You know, back to, you know, we were talking about earlier is that not everybody wants their engine bay cleaned. And there's also certain parts that people just like, I just, there's certain cars that don't need to be fully washed because sometimes they're just sitting there. Um, and there's also customers that they just want certain parts of their car clean. Cool. Here goes your cash. And they're like, thank you. And like, have a good day. Like, they're very happy with it. And then there's also, you have customers like, I want my door jams. I want every jam and that thing spick and span. And, you know, and that's, there's all, there's, that's, there's time and place for, you know, power washer or waterless. Um, and that was one thing definitely got opened up to in this class was different uh, long ceramic coatings. Um, different ways of doing things. Yes. Like, and you, goes back to the process. Like, there's, the process is true, but maybe there's different ways of doing it as we evolve in the industry. Um, we consider our, one of the things that, and I think I'd even heard it from, uh, was that Scott over at Lexus? It wasn't somebody else that I think it was Scott at Lexus was talking about, and we kind of adapted it. Is that detailers are, in a sense, uh, we're artists, and so um, we can give you a paintbrush, and we can give you a paintbrush, and give you like you've got the same canvas, but you might do it a little different. You might put your own spin on it, right? You might move your hand one way versus another, you might go faster versus slow, like you'll have your own spin on different things because you're your own artist as far as getting the detail the way you want it done. Um, I would say, which is interesting, I mean, I kind of asked that question be, about, you know, why are you here? Why, what is it about the detailing industry that you love? What is it? That, and, and I think some of it goes back to, you know, riding around with my dad. I remember some of the fondest memories of going to, at 81st and Sheridan, there was a car wash inside a, you know, it's still there, that same gas station with that car wash around the corner. Like I, and that was Saturday mornings were the best times for me because I got to go through the car wash. 
Like, and I'm talking as a five, six, seven-year-old kid, you know, like, I can remember that, like, might not remember many other things, maybe throwing the ball or doing something, but I remember going through car washes with that, like, and so it was interesting when I, I was working, I was out of college, never really knew what I wanted to do in life, literally sitting down to finish up college and had to pick a major in any, mini miny mode, like, no joke. I had no idea what I wanted to do in life and uh, was working and uh, not happy and was complaining to a buddy that I was living with. And he just said, hey, you should, uh, why, don't, why don't you start cleaning cars? I've seen people get power washers and spraying off cars. And I, I remember going, I had an Azuzu rodeo, Azuzu rodeo. I remember going, Man, I'd like to clean my rodeo. Like, okay. I, for some reason, I just said, okay. And went and got a loan and bought a I didn't even know what, like, they had to set up the whole power washer for me. I didn't know any of that stuff. I bought a trailer with a single axle and later realized, oh, you're supposed to buy a double axle if you're going to have a big, you know, 300-gallon tank on it. Like, <laughs> caused some problems. Uh, when I had a flat tire going down the highway and you're only on a single axle, that, that I almost literally almost died so bet huh so learn some lessons real quick. yeah that one I learned that one learned the hard way um, you know I just really kind of started getting into it trying to figure out what like okay and just started cleaning cars and okay if I can clean these cars like where can I find more cars and would set up a little tin at um, ultimate electronics which was at what 71st Domingo yeah. um, set up a tent there and that's how I met uh, some lady whose husband was the CEO of Sitgo and that's, that's what got me this like and it just kind of started building and I was like well if I'm cleaning cars in a day what else can I do with my power washer and just started cleaning concrete at night and so I was clean concrete for restaurants and fine airport parking and different stuff and then wake up the next morning and start cleaning cars all day and then go back to cleaning the restaurants at night like I just it would have been 24 you know 23 24 and I mean I just dove right into it um and I think why it I think what drew me so in heavy was learning later of ADD because back in the 90s when I grew up like was born in 78 so late 80s and early 90s the only people that got tested for ADD were those really weird kids you know like like the weird weird ones um and if any of my friends that might ever be listening I'm sorry I didn't mean to call you weird but <laughs> like I we just didn't get tested like you got your ass spanked if you goofed off in class right you didn't go get a pill so I didn't know anything about ADD did you get? Sp I remember getting spanked. Oh yeah, swans. Yeah. Swans in class. They're bringing it back to Georgia, by the way. Are they really? Georgia brought it back, and you noticed yeah, the, the kids. Yeah. We, we, when you got swats, you didn't notice the 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 escalation of trouble and reach kids doing no. what they do. No. And when they did that, you seen the kids just go. Yeah. It, it changed everything when they stopped doing that. Yeah, like I remember as my principal in middle school spanked my ass with a big old paddle. Yes. They like, holes in my mom had one that had holes in it. Yeah. Whistle. Yeah. As it's coming, it's like, mm. and they grab your belt, you, you, and mm -hmm. they tell you, keep your hands up, you put your hand back there, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's
Yeah, that's how we handled ADD. Like, you got your ass beat. That's the way they handled ADD. Like, so... And it worked once or twice, and you didn't do it again. Yeah. Right? Because you didn't want that pattern whistling no. through the air coming after you. And so as I realized, then I think that's why I enjoyed because I got a quick fix, right? I could get a car that was not great, and I could do my thing, and like, boom. An hour later or 30 minutes, you know, depending on what package the customer got... I had instant results, like, and I could move on to the next one, and I could just, and there were so many things to do inside the car that I could do this, and I could do that, and like, and I could just roll with it, and I was like, I, that's why, that, why I think I really enjoyed the aspect of cleaning a car and making it look better. That's kind of the way I am, not, not only that I work at a shop, but it's like, if I detail a car, it's like, I did that. Yeah. Nobody else in Tulsa did that, except for me, so when I see that car driving around, and I'm with my friends, I'm like, hey, I detailed that car. And I'm like, nah, uh I had a guy the other day ask me going to the fair, was puking in a bag, and puked out the window, and goes, man, who cleaned your truck? <laughs> Best story ever. This guy puking in a bag outside of a truck, asked him who he cleaned goes, his car. I love it. How do you get your <laughs> Only in Oklahoma. Shiny? And I was like, I'm a detailer, and he was like, you got factory rims to be that shiny. And I was like, I can do it to that car. Come see me. And I threw out our yeah. shop name. And nice. he was like, yeah, I might. Because I didn't know you'd get factory rims that shiny. And it's like, somebody spotted that. And mm-hmm. I did it. With right. him watching me. So it's like. See, that's going hey, right. That very self-rewarding. Most people's way to get wheels clean is wheel clean. That's, that's window cleaner. They, they just care about the face of the wheel. Just the juice window cleaner. That's That's. Not Manny. Manny's got an IV of acid. Just, <laughs> I gotta have it. I had to ask him. I was like, "What's in your mystery bottle?" He's like, "One to one." And I was like, "One to one what?" Like I know it's one to one, but what is it? He was like, "Acid and water. You won't need anything else." Mm-hmm. Be, be careful this. though. It's, it's timing. <laughs> and, I, and that Bentley I did the other day. Then yeah. I, I that was all acid. I did a. a $240,000 car with acid. But it's all about timing. Make sure the wheel is cool. Yeah. You know, and doing them. Don't, don't ever do anything. I don't, yeah. And so. I found that out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> get it on, get it off. Striped the car. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. it was a little too hot. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I put the greaser on it and it set a little too long because they've been driving the car back and forth from well, Dallas. must have switched the greasers, huh? And, no. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, hold on. Same stuff. So, but Orlando hadn't gotten degreaser for me in months. Oh, it's the same stuff. The only it's our degreaser. Damn it! <laughs> Did you dilute it? Nope. There you go. Now we got it. Well, no, I, 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 I like the way you roll. Hey, I, I like it. I like it straight out. Now, I like it straight I, out. I mixed Duros up today, uh-huh. and let me tell you. He's got some degrees. You got to be really careful. So I, I, I took a five and I poured a, a gallon in and mixed it with, with cold water and I shook it. The, the temperature went, went went from 65 degrees to 110, like that. I don't know what that was. Chemical about. reaction. What had happened was it had been setting so long, and I didn't know that you're supposed to pick it up and shake it mm-hmm. and get the chemicals inside there moving around. 
So I was literally just spraying straight mm. degreaser right on the car. Mm. Mm. Oh, without you hadn't pre-rinsed the car or anything. No, I, I pre-soaked it, but it had been sitting in that little container for so long that it hadn't been separated. mixed up. So mm -hmm. it separated, uh, and you when got I sprayed the, yeah. it, tiger striped it, mm. kind of. Yeah, Not I mean, for a second, but I like, hyper clean strong. Like it's, you, like, it, right. it's weird to think it's, that it's you can get fix. something out of this little bag and make yeah. it that strong. So yeah, I, we encourage people even once it's in the five gallon cube to then dilute it in your spray yeah. bottle. Like it's it's crazy, which is sort of what I was saying earlier. Like technology is changing. Like the, some of the things that we're coming out with and some of the things that are happening, like it's cool because technology has changed and we're getting new things in our industry. Um, but I knew today was going to be cooler because it was going to be raining, so I could just attack the whole vehicle again. No, I would still recommend, just, yeah, degrees. You should do it. over, and yeah. it came out a lot better than what it did yesterday. Good. And the customer showed up, and they were super happy with it. So I was like, all right. So you didn't damage the car then? No. Oh, I it thought just, you meant when you said you tiger striped it. And you could see it in the clear. You could polish it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But I just oh. brushed up the wax off of it. And you can see yeah. It. I just rewashed the whole car again. I started over. I started all my steps over again. I was like, it was just too hot. Mm -hmm. Because when I pre-soaked it, by the time I hit it, it was already dry again. Mm. So I couldn't get it wet enough. See that? But today, with it being cooler, I knew it would stay wet longer. So when I put the mix on it, it was fine. Nice. See, those Can are. You shook it this time. Any sugar this time? First thing I did, right when I walked in the shop, my boss was sitting there. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And I walked, literally walked right by him, picked it up, shook it, put air in it, shot it a couple of times, and I was like, "All right, I'm good." <coughs> walked right back outside, grabbed the truck, came back in. And he's like, "You gonna say hi to me?" And I was like, "Nope, I'm on a mission. I'm gonna <laughs> fix this. Yeah, you gonna fix I it. I got to fix it." Nice. See, that's and he saw that kind of work. I mean, he came out there. He didn't have to. He came out there and grabbed a power washer and started washing with me. Cool. That's yeah, that's often that's often a problem that you know. With me and my brother were mobile also. We do mobile stuff, and when it comes to cars being outside, like there's times we have to wash a car piece at a time. Yeah. Like we're like do a half of it or yeah. do this side and then go do the interior. And wait for the sun to go because it's at somebody's house and the sun's beaming on this side and this mm -hmm. side's cold and this side's hot well mm -hmm. i don't even want to start washing it until the sun gets about like quarter way down where i know it's not i can you know leave some soap on there for a little bit without yeah. it just sitting there drying like something so yeah we would a lot of times we would uh spray it down soap it and while the next while that guy's then going to go soap the other side we'd be spraying this side down and just follow him um, yeah a mobile detailing can be can be a challenge so I did that for three years, um, randomly, randomly met, well, I set up one meeting from a customer that I knew was into properties and knew was in a lot. And I was like, because I remember specifically leaning down a car and this is even at, you know, like I said, 24 years old, like, and going, having the black, like best time of my life, loving every minute of what I've been doing. And, but just going oh, I don't know if I can keep doing this the rest of my life. You know, like, I, I love it, but I just don't know that... 
stretching. Thought you were doing yoga or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I I set up a meeting with the, uh, because I went. You know, if I love doing this and I have the process of what all we're doing, how do I do more cars? The next step would be to do a car wash, and so got a couple meetings together. All of a sudden, I had partners, and we built Zud's car wash at 113th and Memorial out in front of Lowe's. Um, ran that for a couple years. I got kind of lured away by a guy that was going to run. He was building 10 car washes and wanted me to GM all 10. Um, and sold out, jumped in with that. He built one car wash. This was in the middle of the, uh, uh, like, 08, 9, 10, when we had the, the market crash or recession, you know. Um, he was in home building, and, you know, home building here went down the drain, so he lost all his money and couldn't build anymore. And so I was... Uh, relieved of my duties there and um, at that point in time I really didn't know what else to do I, I couldn't go work for another car wash um, so I just started detailing cars again and had four thousand dollars in my bank account put in chemicals and started selling uh, chemicals because I just thought if I if I've been doing it for the past you know by that time you're for seven years it would make sense then to be able to help educate other people about detailing and have chemicals to recommend that, hey, if, if I've been using these and I, I like them and the, this does this job, then it just made logical sense for me. And so 2010 till now, we've been running Total Auto Solutions, which has been a chemical provider for detailers that want to learn how to clean cars and have a product line for them to use. And so the, the industry changing and what all the different, like, we didn't used to, and you probably remember, like, Manny, I know you, like, anybody that's been doing it a while, like, there never used to be a term, paint correction. No, no. No, you fucking buff the car and put a wax on it. Like, that's it. That's it. There was no. Left the scratches out of it. Yeah. Polish the swirls away. Uh-huh. Well, maybe. Sometimes <laughs> they would polish swirls away, but a lot of times it was just buff it and throw a wax on it. Yeah. Right? Um, and so that's a new thing that's changed in our world as compounds and polishes have evolved and as the specific spe specificities, spe <laughs> specifications or whatever, like we're getting a little bit more specified in our industry of when you can put it, like we didn't used to use lights. Nobody, nobody put or, lights or on their heads or, or, tester. or tester. Yeah. Like. So it's changing for the better. Um, and now you can look at paint and see imperfections. You can see spider webbing, you can see car wash, like, but we didn't used to do that. We used to wash them, put wax on them, and then wait till it got dark and go to Quitcher and go up underneath the car wash to mean the pump lights. <laughs> and that's when you know how it was, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. so one, th one thing with uh, ceramics. Well, hold on. I, that's why I'm not there yet. I, I want like yeah. almost 15 seconds. <laughs> so as that, like the early changes have been the types of compounds or polish, like those have started to, you know, over the past five years, probably. Paint, the term, and like he said, the term paint correction is only four or five years old. Yeah. Like in really the only the past couple years. Like yeah. it took a little, like, Paint correction used to be just for those one or two shops in the whole state. Like, there was only a couple people yeah. that really did paint. Like, now, 
you have to do pink, right? Like now it's all, everything is paint correction, this paint correction, that. Like, oh, I did a one stage paint correction. No, you didn't. Like, <laughs> that's a pause. <laughs> like, and you so, said the ceramics do the same thing. Right. So, so that was sort of the first shakeup of our industry. The latest really craze in the way the industry is dramatically changing. It's ceramics. Yeah. So with the, well, our, we have a name. Ceramic coatings. Yes, yeah, right. You know, and the, the the way technology has changed that is no longer, you know, carnauba waxes for years, right? Like years. 2002, I start cleaning cars, and I learn about maybe a year into it, like, okay, there's a thing called a paint sealant. Well, sealants really didn't start coming out to the mid-90s, late 90s really growing. And in the 2000s, like you, this is when you start to really start putting on a sealant. Right? There was a there was a window, there was a gap of that intermixing, and then there was sealants were the thing. So we've had sealants from late '90s, early 2000s to 2004, maybe. It's kind of really when coatings kind of really started coming out on the market. And ceramic coatings, what's different about them is what you were saying is nano, like nanotechnology. We're taking SiO2 silica dioxide. And instead of just like a, a sealant and a wax that sits on the clear coat, we can actually now go inside the clear. And when oxygen, you, you intermix oxygen into the, into the coatings by wiping it on, and you'll see, depending on which coating um, you guys see, some of them will flash and dance uh, like a rainbow, um, which I'm glad ours doesn't because I'm colorblind. So when I was <laughs> testing different ones, I was like, well, is it doing it? Is it not? Like, I like I was got confused. Ours uh, creates little dots, basically, like it sweats, and it's, like, setting itself to where um, it creates the hydrophobicness, right? Adhering to the paint. Yeah. Um, and so, and it goes down and hardens and then can, can create. Basically, we change a clear coat as going through your painting class, right? They probably talked to you about uh, clear coats, and I'm guessing would it be different types of clears? Have I different hard. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. You do got. You don't get to be used as an example. <laughs> I mean, I was I was dealing with the single stage. Uh, was it the, the five? Or was it the, uh, six, but your six, class six, was six, only five. on single stage. That's no. That's all I did. I didn't do anything with clear coat. Oh, that's crazy. No, that's all I wanted. Oh, okay. That's all you wanted. That's all I wanted. Oh. That was my project. It had to be single stage. Ah, okay. I'm on you now. Same page. Um, so the clear coats on average are 3H in a hardness scale. Okay? Some of them are two. The GMC paints. Uh, Some Porsche. Porsches are soft, right? Um, oh, hang on. Mercedes. BMW. BMW is oh, super soft. Man. If you look at it the wrong way, you can't <laughs> even. Yeah, it's... So different paints have different hardened, like, and basically how you understand that is like when you're wiping on it, does it scratch? Um, if it goes through a bunch of car washes, can you see all those scratches or, or, or maybe that clear coat's a little harder and it, it can get down through them a little better. Uh, but basically your average is three H on hardness. And so ceramics, once it infuses and, and hardens, we can change it from a 3H all the way up to a 9H. So we can make clear coats a lot harder, which helps with towel washing, which helps with car wash. Like, I'm not big on, a lot of ceramic coating companies will will push the, 
the abrasiveness and you'll see them like banging their car with a cigarette lighter. Like I'm not big on selling the, the um, anti-scratch properties of a coating. To me, the best, even though it does do that and makes it harder, the best thing I think customers and what most people that are driving a car around that get a coating, the best thing that they think of is the ease of maintenance. Yeah, ease of maintenance, hydrophobics. Uh, Define hydrophobics though, like, I mean. Uh, say, this coating and the water don't like each other. It, it Hydro, it, water, and phobics, the fear of water, it, right? It, run, it runs away from it. Like when you, when so you, things don't stick to the paint? No. And that's that's another good thing about this coating. So like not not a lot, let alone the car being cleaner or just going running through the rain, washing it, that basically washing it. And then when it comes to one thing, I with waterless or with normal detailing, I can do a car easily fifteen to thirty like washing it fifteen minutes faster, which might not even take that glass that long. But if it's, it's super dirty or in general, like you literally walk around and blow it off. Um, and the paint's very slick and it's very shiny and also the ceramic itself with it bonding to the, the clear and making it very slick it shows scratches a lot easier but also it covers up some but it also enhances the color of the paint and your clear you get to see everything in it so that's yes okay one other thing everyone else in the class was doing basin flip okay i was doing the weird board no. Oh no! Your first but is it going to make will it make single stage paint nope. harder? Oh well, yeah. What do you mean harder? Mm, no, because so we don't have paint. anything. With Manny and I were talking about this. With single stage paint, you don't. I mean, just the whole theory of what I talked about goes out the window. There's there's not a clear for it to absorb into and harden. So, I I I look at coatings on a single stage as in you're not getting anything really significantly different from putting a sealant on, right? Because I don't have a clear that I can infuse, but I'm gonna get a better bond than a sealant, right? It's gonna stick better than a sealant. It's just, you're not gonna get all the properties that we get with clear coats. One thing I like to, another way to explain to people is that, you know, he was explaining like the 3H versus the 9H what I like to explain it, it makes it three times harder for you to scratch the vehicle than it was before. That's one way I like to put it as. It's, it's, it's not scratch resistant, but it's a whole lot harder to get light marring marks or scratches in the paint. Um, right, but he's, he's on single stage. Well, I know, yeah. So his it, question... Yeah. Now, you're single stage, you're clear, and your color is all in one. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. The ceramic coating we have, it still will lay down, puts a layer down in between your paint and the environment. Right, which is what I'm saying. I mean, we're still getting a bond. We still got a product there that that's going to be better than a sealant. Still gets that hard. You just don't get all the properties of what we talk about for having a clear coat. Thank you for that. That's something I'm actually going to dive down more into and actually give you better, get better answers for it. Actually, because I there's a few cars I'm about to be messing with with single stage paint that I will be putting coating on. Now, yeah, I mean, we've coated now, single now stage. We, we've coated. I'll yeah. play with it, and it actually enhances the color. Now, as for the protecting, protection properties, I, I, I can't, because I've done it on just paint with no clear on it, 
And then, you know, some... You're not daily driving it. No. So, basically, I think your underlying motivation of the question is, should you put a sealant or should you put a coating on your vehicle? And, I, I mean, I would still say, even, even, like, not even, don't even choose mine. I'm just saying, like, you would still put a coating over a sealant. You, you just get a lot more to it. It goes back to the technology that's in it. Still put a coating over a Versus. No. Oh, versus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically what he's saying is paint correct it and then do something kind of like a uh, phobic or a... Uh, or white wax. White wax. Yeah. Which the white wax is... It's a six month to a year. Yeah, of going through car washes and a daily driver. And, or, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I was asking, like, it's just going to be sitting in the, like, it's a show car then, right? In a sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that would be, my recommendation would be Y-Wax. It'd be, it's, we call it Y-Wax uh, with a Y because it's so easy to use. Why would you ever wax your car again? You can get six months up to a year protection for a daily driver that's running through car washes in and out of everything six months to a year we've had videos of 14 months later people are still spraying down the car and it the hydrophobics are still doing it everything and defining the term hydrophobics we barely mentioned it earlier like the benefit of what hydrophobics does is it keeps things from sticking to your paint like and it's always shown through power washing and if you watch videos when people are power washing their cars, you just see the water shooting off instead of a big sheet. And that's, it's showing you that nothing's sticking to that because water can't stick to it. So if water can't stick to it, then your bugs and your other things that you're running bird, into, bird, bird droppings, food, all your car. environmental stuff won't stick to it either. So. That's another great benefit because you guys know how much fun getting tar off or messing with bird etching in the first place mm -hmm. uh, or bird poop etching. Uh, that's always a hassle. But uh, So anyway, um, what questions besides the single stage? It's a great question. What questions you guys have? Because I'm sure I'm sure you guys have heard about codings in a sense. It, was it just a out there type deal? You've heard about it, but never looked at it. Have you looked into coatings? No, I haven't really looked into coatings. I mean, in my area, I mean, we don't really have the car long enough to coat. Right. Yeah, and dealership worlds are they? I think they will eventually move over from the the sealant companies are going to have to do the changing, right? In dealership worlds, you're still applying a, a paint sealant. And it's being backed by a finance, co you know, company. And some, like, and some dealerships. So one right, of, yeah, at some, but the majority of them that do some type of protection, it's a sealant, and they will eventually move over to coatings. I mean, we have dealerships in different parts of the country that are doing sealant, are are canceling their sealant packages and putting ceramic coatings on cars. I worked at uh, Joe Marina, and we would we had this thing called an Auto Butler. Uh huh. And we pour this paint, pasty, chalky stuff in a paint sprayer, run over the whole car, and then we would lower this big, huge tumbler, roll it like a car wash, but with no water, and it would run back over that car, and I, I, it, it was, I, it was unlike, it was 
<laughs> it was awesome. It was it was the only thing like I ever seen before. Oh. But it, it was but you gotta remember it was a, uh, and when we sprayed that car down with that, it was it was chalky. I mean it was, and then it was like a, and the more that friction, I don't know if it was some, I don't know what type of solar it was, but I mean it, it, we saw the crap out of that. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah, I mean, sealants have done a great job for yeah. many years. I'm just saying the, the transition of the industry is we will start seeing yeah, a movement of sealant companies moving those, you know, the paint protection companies that sell through finance departments and stuff. Like, they will eventually rotate. You know, I went through that at Bob Moore. They had some kind of package that the finance people used to sell, and it was for exterior sealant, interior mm -hmm. sealant, uh, cloth, leather, floorboards. Just whole nine spraying yards. a bottle. Mm -hmm. And those are $700 to $1,000. Yes. A lot of them are more than that. And they brag about that in finance when you buy a car, not at the ballpark. They knew how big that packet was that they just paid 1200 for. And so the, the ratio, and they've got to figure out. But the I mean, ratio. the benefit, I mean, they're getting an actual warranty. Like, yeah. like all joking aside, I mean, they get a paperwork that says that this sealant will last seven years. Yeah, they like do. they get a legitimate warranty paperwork. But two out of ten people come back. Yeah, three to five percent nationwide. Yeah, I mean, so they're winning. Say, another thing that we uh, this is kind of this is I'm going off track again here, but uh, we have a it's a to primer but to prep polish before you put on ceramic. You are going out, dude. No, I I like so when it, so going back to for for him the ease of. One thing I've been keep on thinking about is like the ease of what you said. The time, you guys don't have time. Well, with, with the primer prep polish, that's something that has ceramic in it as a polish. That's a I feel like it's a good way to kind of get things started into it because we have one you literally just you roll over the car with it and it applies it. Actually, lays down a layer of a type of ceramic to help protect the car. So for customers that don't want to personally like go all the way into that. And it's funny you mentioned that because that's the samples that I brought for them. Yeah, yeah, see, I want to learn it not for work because really, honestly, the stuff that I came here for, I don't really use at work. Right. I mean, to be honest. More with side you, jobs? I really don't. But I, I got another shop that's in between two car clubs. Oh. So I get to play with all of their toys. Yeah, nice. And of course, and then with my don't, I get to play with it. And so. That's basically why I did this this course, and I kind of wanted to learn how to remove scratches. <laughs> learn how to remove scratches. Well, let's do I it. Can't, yeah, I can't wait to show you. You ready? Let's go. Let's go after the shop and go have a little fun. I have a question. Oh, quick question. Okay, so Oh, yeah. Keeps the brake dust from sticking. It's the same thing okay. it does to your paint with dirt and water dust to your brake dust. Yeah, okay. we use it the I first day. I'm so proud of me. Saturday, I washed my wheels, mm -hmm. like the whole thing, yeah. and the windows. It was kind of a half-ass wash. I did <laughs> <laughs> the windows, the wheels, and the tailpipes. Okay. That's one thing. It I'll... looked pretty good, actually. <laughs> but, nice. But that was something I thought about. I sprayed some ceramic. Oh, that spray, that spray from ECP? We yeah. used yeah. some yeah, I mean, when we did his truck. Yeah. So what you're going to have to, when you get into wheel coatings, mm -hmm. what you're going to have to look, and it's a great question, um, and, well, just when you get into coatings in general, and then were you thinking about will a coating go on a wheel, you need to check their temperature rating, okay? So 
the ceramic spray from ECP is a good product, right? But I, I really would doubt that they're gonna list what their heat temperature is because they're more of a resin. They, the way their company, and it, it's not a, I'm not, I'm not talking about PCS. PCS is just a distributor. ECP is the main mother company that they distribute for. Like we distribute for Carbrite, okay? So that's the way that goes. Um, ECP on their packaging and even on their ceramic, they just call it a resin, right? So they're not even having a full SiO2 in it. So whatever ceramic company you choose to, to mess with, check the ratio of SiO2, right? The amount of SiO2 that's in their coating because SiO2 is the main component of a ceramic, right? Just the same way Carnuba is a main component of waxes, Teflon used to be what we would call a, a sealant, but then it's mostly it's a polymer-based sealant is what, you know, the technology of the way a sealant is, is polymers. So with, with coatings, it's SiO2. And so you should really check from whatever coating company you go with, ask them, well, how much SiO2 is in this? Then you know what type of gloss level you're gonna get, what type of protection level you're gonna get, um, how long it's gonna last, like the longevity. So the more SiO2 that's in it, the longer you're gonna get that protection. So what's the definition of more versus more than more? I mean, where, where is, I mean, is this gonna be represented in percentages? Yes, percentages, yes. percentages. So, so what percentage are you looking for? Or well, it's what percentage are you looking, like the, um, the, generally the way it goes is the more SiO2 is in it, mm -hmm. the more you're gonna spend. Yeah, great question. So some of the major companies that are have great entry levels, you mentioned Gion or Guyon. Um, they have an entry level called Canco, and it has 10%. Um, there's a company called CarPro, and they have an entry level called Reload. It contains 5%, all right? So then our entry level is called YWAX, and it contains 15%. So some of the major industry leaders, major companies, and our little teeny bitty company here has more SiO2 than some of the major companies that are out there, um, so which is why it sells so well too. It's, it's a, so, you, so what would be the highest level? Highest level I've heard of. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> so, so you, I'm gonna cut in because you're asking about the highest level. Now you do what you right, but some people some people think more is well okay more we, right it's not in in your case because it's it's, it's the highest level is kind of containers to work with. Yeah, I get it. And so I was so I was going to say so ours ours is eighty, mm -hmm. the highest level that we have is eighty percent. And I don't, that's why I was gonna say, I don't know of an, I mean, maybe Ceramic Pro has that, uh, what do they call theirs? Uh, oh, it's real thick. I can't remember they the name one of it. They got one called Pearl, something Pearl. That's way up there. And it's way up there, but it, you cannot. Yeah, Ceramic you Pro, you, you don't wanna mess with it. It's so hard to mess you with. Can't, you can't work with it. So people think the high. What good is it if you can't? And and I would never recommend buy. ours. That's highest. The beast, mm -hmm. beast, 
Yeah, I call it beast because, I mean, it it's is. It's beastly. Like, it's super thick, um, and it's hard to mess with. Like, I tried to put it on paint and started scratching paint because it has so much SiO2 that it hardened, and then my applicator hardened, and I was scratching the paint as I went down, and I was like, oh, geez. Like, uh-oh. So who you know. Yeah, there's some people, but like, so Beast and some of the other ones that are higher in the SO2, a lot of times you would put them on wheels or people would put them on boats, you know, that type of deal. Um, I think the highest, even Ceramic Pro, even their base layer is only 70%. So, I mean, there's generally that 50, 60, 70 is your majority of most of your coatings. Our, our flagship, our very unique one is CC105. It's a composite base. Um, like CP and some other companies that want you to have to layer. Ours is a single layer system, and it's 65%. So I think another thing you're chasing after was, well, I think we already answered beforehand, was more so the SiO2 and then the resin. Those are big things you need to watch out for when going after. Because we just mentioned five different brands here that all have SiO2 in them. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk too much about the ones, with talk about one or two with the resin in it. So those what you need to watch out for. Yes, you should always pay attention to the numbers, but if it doesn't have... If it doesn't even say SiO2 or doesn't even say ceramic and just says it's a ceramic resin, mm-hmm. that's like... Yeah, that's what you need to start. How would that analogy be? It's like... Uh, that's like real cheese and imitation There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it might put you on that. Well, and that's like butter. Imitation, imitation right? cheese. Imitation butter. Soy bean and... and and then you got real cheese that comes from an actual cow. I mean, yeah. so you, it looks like cheese, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Leave it on the on the on the on the counter overnight, and it's like, what is that? Yeah. You know, so that ECP ceramic spray is good. Like it puts on a good shine. It's a good product. Mm-hmm. Just I would not put that in. It's not a coating. Yeah. They put it on there as ceramic spray, but if there's nothing in the ingredients that's SiO two, then you know it's just marketing ploy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's you know. which is fine. I was that's why I was not really trying to. I'm not trying to downplay. No, no, no. I, I'm like, if I'm gonna buy stuff, I want to know if I'm using the right thing. To start with, because really that was what I had at home. Yeah. To play with, and, and it's a great like sp- put it on the car, spray down the car. It's it's great. It puts on a good shine. It's, it's a great product for that. I just it's not a coating. Yeah, that's all. That's what we're trying to clarify is that there's they're trying to push stating it that is yes it works really well but it doesn't have, to, it, don't have the longevity yeah does it do the job that it talks about it's supposed to do there's two different things well and i noticed too just polishing on the the ring or the i'm a girl i don't know what yeah, it's fine but just polishing on the wheels it wasn't shining up and my my wheels they're well, that's cool. You went to that theory. It was well, like, hey, I want to protect it. the it, wheels. It, there was something you were using the other night, and you're polishing on it, and shining, you're shining, you're shining, because it was on paint. But it wasn't doing it on the wheels. I was like, okay, I don't think this is anywhere near what you were using the other night. So I can kind of well, just led me to believe, okay, this is And you can't. I about his mixture because I use that stuff from Tim mm-hmm. and I'm throwing it at the tire and it wasn't doing anything. So the very next day, well, I was like, hey, you, you, what's you, your mixture? You, you, have to, you have to remember, yeah, no disrespect to anybody, he's a salesman. Mm-hmm. 
and and then so that, that that Duluth ratio is for once I went, you know, not so bright people. I was literally throwing everything but the kitchen sink at it. And it's, it's doing a, nothing. It's a one to four, and you, you use more product, and you, you use twice the labor, and you're not getting nothing done. Yeah, it's too much different. And, it's, and it's, it comes with a, a mixer, you know. I mean, it's. But I would caution, like, you, you don't just put ceramics on anything, and all of a sudden it's shiny. Oh, yeah, I get that. I so, get that. I just, yeah. with that particular product saying on the label, ceramic. Spray. Yeah, spray or whatever. Yeah. I've got a certain expectation you should. into it. Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure I understand one, did I have the wrong expectation from what I was using anyway. Well, there's just a lot of people do a great job at marketing. Listen, there's a lot there's a lot of products out there that are for I like to say it as like if you're pushing out fifty cars, you need like you, you don't you're not gonna sit there and spend 30, 45 minutes on one wheel trying to get it shiny. You, yeah. You're literally pushing, like, that's getting sold. Nobody cares about it. It's, yeah. it's gone. It's going to be gone today. Nobody's ever going to see it again. Yeah. There's plenty of products that will always outdo certain products in those types of situations when it comes to certain things like that. But it's also it's finding out you're, you're an artist, that everybody in here is different. Everybody does slightly different things. So that's when, that's why I said going back to this, I like this class. You touch around different things. Figure out certain things that you like. And different parts that you like, and that are better for you or not better for you. You guys don't like that because you're spending time on wanting to get that wheel shiny. Okay, and that's that's you know that's where we start figuring out where. Well, you got people that's got time to take that time to do it. Where you got me and him, you know, he's part of a more production. Time limit yeah, like me, production. I got a time limit. I got uh -huh. so I kind of take it easy Product. until the last couple of weeks. Like I called in, like, hey man, uh, the deaf guy got more cars after you this week. I'm like, okay, I'll pick it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on flag hour? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm told that my product does the same thing as Manny's mystery bottle, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I use it, and it doesn't even doesn't even get anywhere close to his. Here's the recommendation, and like, and, and I that's why I said I don't. Y'all don't really know me. I'm not big on talking bad about other. Like, I don't like to do. I no no no. I get it. I get it. I was I was gonna make a comment on that. So I just wanted to preface my comment by saying, I'm not big like. Every company's different. Just the way we're detailers or artists, every company's different. They have a reason why they do things. So who am I to say, you know, the only thing I would recommend to any detailer is... I got stuff from everybody. I'm not, I don't have no favoritism. I want some your stuff, some your stuff, some your stuff, and some your... I got, I got junkyard full of crap. And that's a good recommendation, too. Um, I was going to say always test the person that's trying to sell you something and one of the things that I've tried to do I've hired a couple people but they didn't really work so for the most part our company has always held detailers as part of our business right it's kind of become the way our company has grown and is known for like I that's that's how I've made a living I mean when I started out of the garage like I miss so many soccer games I miss soccer practices i missed so many things with my girls because i had customers that needed their car cleaned and if i was going to pay mortgage that month i needed to go clean cars right you mentioned earlier like well he's a great seller like and it's not just them it's not that company like there's companies across the country that 
people are brought in as salesmen to sell a product. Like, so that's the way every company is. Uh, I think that's what I've loved about the way we're doing is. Or they send girls, they send the women. Or they send the girls because they're great. They get everything dropped off. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're here or let's say you move some other place. Like, you should always test and have other products, but you should also test the guy that's trying to sell it to you, you know. Ask the guy that's giving you a ceramic spray. Well, how much is that too is in this? Uh, 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 you know. So have no problems with testing people that are salesmen. You know. They're yes, supposed sir. to know what they're selling. Yeah, they should know what the f- they're selling, right? <laughs> that's the thing. All the stuff that we try to push, like we all, it's already been tested, and like we've already w- tried to mess up something with it before it comes out to you guys. Well, I hope it didn't mess up. No, that's what I said. That's what I said. Try. That's what I said. Well, try. Yeah, he said, he said <laughs> no, I know, man. I know. Like his mix, he was like, hey, spray a spot on the back of the rim, and if it just goes crazy, then you know you can't use it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I do, and I see it reacts to it, and it takes good to it, and I'm using this other stuff, and it's like bouncing right off of it. I'm like, okay, well, his product's going to give me the best results of what and it I could, I mean, it's acid, is that what you're using? Yeah, like, I mean, there's some wheel cleaners that are stronger than other wheel cleaners. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. We've got acid that works killer. We've got non-acid that works killer, but not everybody wants to use acid, and yeah. not everybody wants to wait for non-acid. And non-acid takes long. I would skip you know? a step on a car, but if you were the customer and you came around the corner, the first thing that caught your eye was your exhaust tip or a tire, that's that's one of the things you look at. And you're like, man, that's shiny, and then you might not see some a thing I might right? have missed or something. Yeah, because a lot of people don't pick up on that, and that's yeah. what he says. And that's the first thing I do. Yeah. And Orlando said it the other day. He was like, "Who?" You're right. Mine's them, paint. So that's why fun. I love paint. Yeah. I love to make paint but, pop because if I, if if I can get the customer not get like I'm, but if I'm walking the customer to the vehicle. And, and they, they see paint, and they see pop, and they see, ooh, that looks so much better than when I picked it up. It doesn't matter what the inside looked like, yeah. really. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, like, if, if, if I nail them early with what they see. The outside, the first thing they yeah, see is the outside. It's a lot easier if I miss something on the inside. Yeah. And there's, there's even some customers that come, like, like, I don't even want my, don't touch my interior. Get, yeah, they just I want, want the, the outside, outside taken care of. Yeah. And then, and then, but, so, like, my brother... He loves washing the car. Mm-hmm. And I always get on to him about stuff, like um, interior, certain things. But it's like he, like he loved, like that's part of what he loves about detailing is that he loves washing. Having been through Yale Temple here, and the word solvent can be a bad term, or it, can be a, it can be a really scary term, but the solvent base seems to me that it would be more adhere more to the paint yes because the paint is, is solid base correct i'm not a chemist either but logically to me that's the way it, it seems rather than the water base and so to me when i when i see that little and to me and when you see that this is my thesis on that that, that that's the the solvent flashing oh yeah 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 the dance the, the dance flash, that is dance the solvents the, releasing out releasing out yeah. when i see that i i, I think that's an awesome product Kind of like with alcohol. And you see that? It's very rapid. Rapid. And so you got your adhesive, your bond, you stick to that. As opposed to a water base, 
how much adhesive and bond you're going to have with something with a water base as opposed to an adhesive base. See, this is something here that, in what you were saying earlier, to my way of thinking, talking about clear coat and single stage. To me, and this is my ignorance on this stuff, it would seem to me that clear coat just had, is lacking in color. There's no pigment in it to speak of, okay? It may be harder than the base that you're shooting it over, but it would seem to me that the uh, ceramic, if it's solid-based, would adhere to single-stage paint, paint the same as clear coat paint. But that's obviously I'm not correct on that. Well, the the, the few tests that we have done, it it it, it, it was the the weather was 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 not right. The water. Was the right. weather. Was too hot. Oh, the weather was warm. Yeah. Okay. You know, not saying you know, and, and every everybody's different. I, I, you know, it, it's trial and error is all only thing I can tell you on that. I've done too much of that. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but regardless, you, you and I hate to tell you, you're gonna have to keep doing it. You know, still paint my car again. Exactly. So therefore, you you find an unassuming spot. You know, where you know you you can you know. I mean, your paint's cured. I think you're gonna mess it up. It yeah. really won't hurt you. It won't hurt yeah. your paint job. That's, it, it, won't, it won't hurt your paint job. You, you do small sections, and you're tedious with it. And then, like uh, to me, I, I, coatings and, and hot weather don't go together. With platinum and hot weather don't go together. To me, the ideal temp and is here it's because of our humidity. Yeah, the humidity and heat. I, I don't like doing it. So, to, uh, 75 degrees. Relative humidity is a perfect. It's perfect for me. So I, I did my car the first time I got my bottle. I did my car in my front yard. It was about seventy-seven degrees, and he, he specifically told me, "Hey, it needs a, about twelve hours." I didn't know it was a rainstorm coming, and I freaked out. I previously called him like, "Hey, man, I, I did my car. It's awesome, but I woke up this morning, and it's water all over the car." He said, like, well, look at it. So I go out and look at it. I'm like, water beat it up. He said, well, it worked. I'm like, well, I, I stopped coating it at about 945. I don't know when it rained. And I, I don't use soap to wash my car. I still have the same stuff on there. It didn't, it didn't make it the full. And I'm not saying it because he's here. It didn't make it the full, you know, because I called him the next morning. I never called him early in the morning because I was freaking out. I'm like, man, because I thought the water spots would leave little cobblestone deals. And sometimes it does. You know, and I, was, and I was like, don't you go wipe it? He's like, no, just leave it. And then nothing happened. But I did do two by two sections and let it, you know, do the flash thing and the little bubbles pop. And then, uh, you know, came back over it, you know. And But now, when, I, when it first came out, if you didn't know what you were doing and you sometimes you overlap it, it would, it would, uh, it would, uh, you'd have to, Sand it off and put it back on there. Oh. If you didn't, you, if you, you know, <laughs> don't get scared. No, no, no. You just scared him. This, uh, this, <laughs> you, okay. All right, stop. Hang on for a second. All right. <laughs> this comes during the flash. During the flash time, the flash time is when our product is hardening to its nine-inch hardness. So it being turning that hard, if you leave whatever is left of what was carrying the product before it got adhered to the paint, you just leave it there. It's going to leave 
what it looks like is there, which where it flashes and it turns a light, it looks like a light sweat and slight fogginess to it. If you do not wipe that back off, yes, that it will hard, all that product will harden onto your paint. And that's what we call a high spot. Now, um, depending on where you're at, uh, how hot it is, or if it's cold or not, um, if it's really, really hot, the coating will adhere to the paint very quickly. It will, it will rock, it will, it will lock up really fast. So if you are doing it in a very high heat situation, the coating will go on a lot. You, your, your, uh, your cure time, I'm not, don't quote me, but it's not, it's not gonna be that much longer than sitting somewhere where it's 30 degrees. So if you're 30 to 90 degrees, the coating is going to want to adhere to the paint quicker with it being warmer. Um, now, going back to that, with it being that way, so if you're doing somewhere where it's 30 degrees and you get, so say you, you're you applying it and you overlap somewhere, leave a high spot on the other part of the ceramic that you've already, or some other part you've done, and then wipe it back off, it's gonna be a little easier to get the product back off of there. As in where it's hotter outside is when it, it flash, it locks up, it, it, it gets onto the paint there. So the problem comes in, you don't get it all wiped off. Correct. Yes. You I was doing it nice time, I couldn't see. It's like, nice story for five minutes. So yeah. you're basically saying. Get it off the paint, yeah. No, yeah. get it off the paint, or there's times where people have put a lot of ceramic coating on somewhere and didn't wipe any of it off. There's certain times you might have to go all the way down to sanding it off the paint. But that, it, it sounds horrible, but there's only been a very few times it's happened. Now, it, the, the coating, the only thing that takes off the coating is friction and abrasion. Um, with that being said is, you know, you have to either buff it off or, you know, over the years of, you know, going through environments and also going through car washes and other things, wiping it down, things slowly break it down over the years. So when it comes to a high, getting off a high spot, yeah, like there's time, like it, it's on there. Like when you when you put this stuff on there, it adhere it, it, it adheres to your your paint, your clear coat. So we can't we I don't know how many of single stage paint cars they've done. I've did a few, but it's really not that big of a worry. It's just that we can't just go out and say, yeah, it works fantastic on it because we we haven't tested that many. That's why I was saying I'd love like I have some coming up and I'd love to try it on it. But will it still work? Yes, because the coating itself is a, it's a liquid layer. We call it liquid glass. Even back to our very basic, our basic polish, we have a polish that has some in there. You can put it on a window, and I don't know if you guys ever wipe or sit there clean off a window, there's certain areas where if there's a bug or not, or certain areas that you didn't get completely clean, you can see it when it's still lightly wet. Um, with, with this, you can, I've literally scrubbed off a part and sat there, and you're able to see that there's a layer there and then where you removed it. So whether or not, going back to there's paint sealant, either way, there's going to be a protective layer over top of whatever is put on top of along you know, with all other properties. In your case, let's cut to the chase. Paint correct your car. And if you use a coating or if you use a ceramic spray, in your case, your, your car is not going to be out there. It's not going to be a daily driver seeing road grime and bird crap. It's going to probably go to a parade or, or a car show and it's going back inside. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most of the time, yes. Okay. You know, and now, occasional cruise. Let's say you get an occasional cruise and you pick up some bugs. And you're probably wondering, well, will that protect it? Yes. 
and, and you with that car, you're not going to leave those bugs on there very long. You're not going to leave them on a, a couple of days in the hot sun on a bake on. So you can't put that car in the same category as a daily driver, but for what you're going to do with it, you're going to be fine. No, no, we're we're all we're learning here. These oh, are questions yeah, that we have. This is this we're very eager to answer because these are a lot of stuff that we haven't yet been answered by a lot of people. So asked, asked. Uh, Great questions. You want to go out and play with some of this stuff? All right. Ready? Ready for round two? <laughs> <laughs>